1: tough blog podcast. Hey guys, and welcome in to another edition of the heel tough blog podcast. The quarantine interview series continues tonight with former Tar Heel wide receiver, Anthony Ratliff Williams. And first of all, man, I just want to check and see how your family's doing during this time. I know, uh, everybody's kind of going through a little bit of an adjustment period with everything that's going on with the coronavirus. but, uh, how's your family doing? Is everybody, uh, at least healthy and, and hanging in there?
0: Uh, yeah man, out to you I'm going to over here, and safe, make sure everybody...
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, you know everybody's kind of hanging in there. Uh, you know I think everybody's going a little stir crazy with everything that's going on. Uh, but soon we'll be back to, to to the life of of sports and, and doing what we were previously doing. But uh, you know, of course, you you had such a great career at Carolina, and um, you know we'll get to that in just a second. But I wanted to start by asking you about your career at at, at Butler. Um, you know, a school in in here in Matthews, just down the road from me, actually, um, where you had a ton of success as a Quarterback, uh, and is a school that also produced just a ton of success at the quarterback position. You know what was it like for you playing for a coach in Brian Hales that had a lot of success with with the quarterbacks, and really just at Butler High School uh, where they had a ton of success as well with the quarterback position. Um, personally
0: for me, it was a great experience. I mean, getting coach relationship sure is a, a lifelong relationship that go past way past football. And just also coming through that line of thunder, man, it was a lot of a lot of confidence going into that role because, I mean, it's a, it a, a, it a pedigree at the time, excuse me, and yeah. we really enjoyed just kind of running the table and having those those good quarterbacks, and I'm just best to be a part, but that was a great experience and that's kind of one of the best moments of my life, so I'll cherish those moments forever.
1: Well, of course, when you were there at Butler, you got uh, recruited by a bunch of different schools, but of course you committed to Carolina. You came on campus as a quarterback, but in your redshirt freshman season, you got moved to wide receiver. And I know your dad has been really vocal on social media saying that he wanted you to stay a quarterback. What what was your standing with kind of how the move went down from your standpoint? Was it something that you were definitely on board with or were you someone that was wanting to stay a quarterback but knew that for the best, you know, for for the betterment of the team, you had to move over the wide receiver. Um,
0: me personally, I would say I was kind of taking advantage of the opportunity that was given to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were at, we were at a, a good point. at quarterback were kind of solid at the time, mm-hmm. and I was accepting of that at the time. And I just felt that it was kind of okay to make a move. I mean, I had the discussion with my parents, and I was talking to course, we mm-hmm. came to the conclusion that if you want to make the move. You're going to I'm a, I'm be all in.
1: really the biggest challenge of, of the move to wide receiver? Because I feel like for you, being a quarterback, as opposed to maybe a guy that's a running back and moves to receiver or uh, some other move, for you, being a quarterback, you have to know so much about an offense, but what was that biggest challenge for you move w- w- with the move?
0: The biggest challenge for me, I would say, is just actually being a receiver and learning how to put that position and be Mm-hmm. You know, good. I would say, it didn't necessarily just being a good player and productive at that position because I, I've never played it before. I played it a couple uh, right. of in high school, a couple games, mm-hmm. and made plays a little bit, but it was never felt like it was my calling. I never thought it would be something that I would do in the future. So when I just switched over, right? The biggest thing to me was learning how to get in and out of cuts. You know, it's just just the natural thing that a receiver does, not making it seem so stiff and predictable, and not 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 not. Looking like I'm a receiver, actually. So that was probably the hardest thing to do was kind of let your athleticism take over.
1: Right. Well, once you made the move to wide receiver, you had a lot of success. Um, of course, you know the first year in 2016, um, you know you, you, you kind of had a rotational role, but 2017 was really where you took off with that huge game against Louisville. Um, and, and not only it, with the fact that you had a good game receiving, but also just an amazing game um, at, at, as kick returner. But you know, did you feel like with everything that had kind of left from that previous season, that you needed to kind of take your game to the next level and maybe become one of those leaders of that 2017
0: team. Um, I would definitely step that. I feel like I mean the Louisville game was definitely a stepping stone mm-hmm. as far as put my name out there and taking advantage of opportunity and just kind of going off there and inside myself forward and not only being dominant, but also taking that momentum and compelling me to a better player the next season and trying to just like take those games one at a time and learn something new about yourself every single game and then taking the role of now that I'm learning my responsibilities as a player and as a receiver and produced, I can now expect those things my teammates.
1: You know what I'm saying? On an equal level and being able to mm-hmm. kind of call on my brothers and let them know like, okay, now this is what we gotta do and do what we have to do and I'm doing my part, so let's all get on this let's all get on the you know what I'm saying, on the table and especially yeah, no, I mean, and you guys had a t- you know, you personally had a ton of success. Of course, the team uh, had some struggles, uh, you know, just from talking to a lot of the guys. You know, it seems that most most of you guys kind of think along the same lines, and I'm assuming that it's the same for you. Really, you know, it, was, it, it, it wasn't one thing that you could kind of put your finger on where the success dipped from 2016 into that 17 and 18 season. You know, from your perspective as well, do you feel like it was just that, you know, I, I know just from talking to Tyler Powell and, and Jeremiah Clark, they said finishing games was tough, but I feel like also injuries was a really big part of it. Was that kind of what you felt was the difference between those 2015-16 teams and those 2017-18 teams?
0: Uh, definitely. Uh, I think we got a check by the injuries going bad two mm-hmm. years in a row. I mean, right? kind of got a bit better, but also going along thinking what you said about the finishing it was just kind of it was something that we couldn't get over that we couldn't get over and it was kind of a bitter taste there always in on my back to games because you mm-hmm. know we're in reach of attending the victory and kind of getting the job done and we just could never get over that home so definitely the injury played a part but also you gotta finish well so no, no, it'll look back and it's always a
1: bitter bitter feeling but yeah yeah so, I mean definitely. Yeah, even during those times, though, I'm assuming you had a ton of great memories. Are there really any memories in specific that kind of stick out for you from from your time on campus? Oh,
0: man. Biggest memories I have on that field, on that campus, uh, I always love our fan days. I always love when the fans come out and show, show the support and just coming to show love to the players. And that was something that we always cherish and always appreciate We always loved our fans for that just come out there let us let us feel appreciated also so I didn't know we appreciate them. So those are the days that I never remember but also just games, man. Uh, I say twenty seventeen Duke home game that was out. that was one of my favorite games because of the the scenery in the moment it's gonna get better than that. Mm-hmm. Battle for the Bills, better blue gets better blue. So it was a great game, it was a great experience for me but also the pit game, you know, for uh, right. the kick return, passing and receivers have done that was of the games I didn't really feel the moment until afterwards I didn't really think about what happened what took place or nothing like that until so you kind of get in the locker room are playing on with that to the game but just knowing that our efforts in that season because it was such a rough patch and we put, it, we put it together that game it was just it was so fluid and, and something couldn't miss that's what I love about it and it was just what it should have been all along but you know that's something that you can't get back but that, that's definitely a couple moments that I always cherish
1: Well, that that moment against Pittsburgh, the opening uh, kick return for a touchdown, was one of my favorite moments as well because... Uh, I was actually watching with some friends at uh, a local uh, bar and almost got kicked out uh, within the first couple minutes of the game because I lost it when you took the one it, it back to the house because <laughs> it had been it had been such a rough year so to see you take it to the house I was like look we've got a chance and and that game you guys really like you said everybody just put everything together did everything that they had to do to pull out the victory I um, mean you were such a huge part of that but I mean look you were just such an exciting player um you yeah, and up entering into the NFL draft and you were with the Titans last off season all the way up until final cuts. Um, you know, you, what what was it like to play under Coach Vrabel and, and to play for a team that at the time he didn't know it but would would go on to play in the AFC championship game?
0: Oh man, that was such a great experience. And I appreciate the Tennessee Titans and Coach for the opportunity, but just being there, being a locker room, being around the team, and it was such a beautiful environment. I mean the team was all man, it was just genuine care. We something the room and we kind of just meshed early, gel early, and it was kind of hard to leave those guys at that point. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's how it goes in the game. So, so definitely being a part of the Titans organization was a great experience because they was a great coach, very disciplined, but also very fun. Every day was a fun day out there on the field, and we you know, he had he has that player mindset deal. So it was always like you're always trying to get energy. Everything has the energy, and that's always what it was every single day, and you love that. From that I would say I saw coming based off put, in the
1: preseason. yeah, I'm assuming that you got a lot of reps with Ryan Tannehill. was that something that when he got that job and took over and really started having success, was that something that you were kind of just had a different opinion on than everybody else kind of had that mind that that opinion of i I knew this was what he was capable of,
0: absolutely, but I mean. As a teammate, you know, as a player, you kind of realize that everybody there, everybody there has to, a job to do. You know, we all have to execute to a certain mm-hmm. extent. But also, being able to play above that is everything and more. So, it's been able to be in the locker room play with Tan. I can always tell a he's spot on. He's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Their first, last the lead type of guy. I mean, he always put that work in and could throw a ball to get feel consistent. So, definitely worth starting to You know, put it on, put it on tape, that, you know. Out that season
1: but I mean coming so right. that, be good. yeah no that I mean I I think you're right about that um he is a a guy that um you know I thought just really got some bad breaks when he was in Miami in terms of injury so I I expect the same thing and the other thing for you at least when you were with the Titans at least you didn't play on the defensive side of the ball so you didn't have to face Derrick Henry because whew, that would be a tough experience but now you know you're going out you're going to play for the raiders at the end of the uh, or you were at with the raiders at the end of the year you signed a future contract with them and now you potentially you're going to have the opportunity to go and play in vegas uh in, in you know kind of de- Determined, It's going to be determined by everything that's going on, whether the stadium's going to be ready or not, but it looks like you're going to get the opportunity to play out there and be coached by John Gruden. How excited are you for that chance to go there and, and to be a part of all of that? Man, it's a
0: blessing. I mean, you want to take baby steps. I'm not kind of losing fans, but I mean, I'm living in the moment. I'm really trying to make everything happen now, so... Being a part of our organization and being able to have the opportunity is a blessing. I'm ready to go back out there and compete. But just being a part of the Raiders organization is definitely something different. I mean, we got that Raider vibe, so I guess I mean I don't know what to call it. It's like it's super free and it's super fun. Mm-hmm. There's always energy out there, and it's, I love those guys. Everybody on their team, so I love the staff and everything that we're kind of our building over there is something beautiful, so I just can't wait to get the camp in. Make
1: it happen. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're we're excited uh, to see you back out there. Uh, you're one of those guys that um, you know played during a, a, a tough time at Carolina. Uh, most both of your seasons came during seasons that probably won't be remembered too well in in the history books. But you were a fantastic player, and uh, glad we were able to get you on. Uh, hopefully, uh, you you can get back out there a, a, as soon as possible. Um, stay safe for now, though, uh, and and same to the rest of your family. And we'll talk to you down the line, buddy. Okay.
0: Absolutely,
1: man. Thank you for having me. Take safe. Stay good. All right, man. All right, Anthony Ratliff-Williams, the former Tar Heel wide receiver, stopping by with us. And, uh, yeah, yeah, as he said, he's really just hoping for the opportunity to get back out there. And that's pretty much what everybody's hoping for. Now, the good-ish news that we're hearing is that according to most... So, I don't know exactly how they've been doing this. I don't know where they're exactly hearing it from. I believe it's from the CDC, but I could be wrong on that. But Adam Schefter, Adrian Wojnarowski, and Jeff Passion, who are the three biggest newsbreakers in terms of um, their respective sports for ESPN. You've got, of course, Adam Schefter for the NFL, as well as Adrian Wojnarowski for the NBA and Jeff Passan for Major League Baseball. Uh, They had a meeting the other day, I think it was on Tuesday when they had the meeting, and Adam Schefter was the first to tweet it out that as of right now, the belief is that there is a, a good feeling around the possibility of being able to play uh, the 2020 college football season, which would also kind of extend on to the NFL season, which would help Anthony Uh, with his chance to to make the Raiders. Um, So I think as of right now, again, we got to take everything with a grain of salt that we're hearing because we just don't know about everything that's going on with this virus. We don't know if there could be another flare-up, how all of that is going to work because we don't have a vaccine that's in place just yet things are looking at least more positive than they were looking a week ago. That's the good news when it comes to all of this coronavirus stuff. Um, So, of course, we'll keep you updated on everything that is happening around, uh, not only just Tar football in terms of this, but in all of college football, which will affect uh, Carolina uh, as well. So, we'll have you covered with all of that uh, over on the Heel Tough blog, uh, and make sure that you guys go there, check out uh, everything that we've got on the website right now. Now, of course, uh, this interview, uh, I'm actually, since I gave that little update, actually, I'm going to throw this one up there. This will be the next one that will go up. So I'm going to push uh, the other ones that are uh, that, that are supposed to be coming up next down just a little bit. Um, so we'll move it back to next Wednesday uh, will be the, the order of the next one that uh, we had recorded. I'm going to move this one up so that you guys can get this update. But um, we've got a ton of stuff on the website as well in terms of uh, non-coronavirus stuff. Uh, we did hear from Phil Longo as well as Sam. Howell this week so we tell you a little bit more about what they're doing during this time uh, but after that we kind of move the focus off from that and go on to recruiting where we have a ton of a ton of news that you guys will want to check out. That's all in our weekly storylines. You guys can check it out there. We've got an update on Ranieri Dilworth and his commitment when that's going to happen. Uh, He now has a a date that he has set. Um, So make sure that you guys go and check that out uh, as well in there. We've got uh, updates on Tony Grimes, Peyton Page, as well as Colby Smith, uh, all guys that Carolina is in the thick of it with in terms of the recruiting trail for the 2000 21 class where Tar Heels are just burning it up right now. The number three class in the country, number two in the ACC, right behind Clemson. A spot where just, I mean, if you think about it, little over 18 months ago, nobody would have thought that this would have been possible with where Carolina was at. Just an amazing turnaround for the Tar Heels under head coach Mack Brown. And uh, we've got you covered with everything on the Heel Tough blog website for that. Uh, Any team news that we've got coming out for football, uh, as well as uh, all the other updates we have on the website. Same thing with basketball. We had you covered when uh, Brandon Huffman entered the transfer portal. So make sure you guys go back and read that article as well as uh, plenty of these season reviews to come and already a few up on the website you can check out uh, all the major senior contributors so far have been put up there Brandon Robinson Christian Keeling as well as Justin Pierce and then we'll circle back around um, and hit some of the other seniors when we go on to the Blue Squad guys Uh, meanwhile uh, we'll go through a lot of the other guys that contributed and do uh, an individual breakdown for them as we go throughout the offseason we'll have you covered with recruiting on that end as well and then for the the baseball team we'll have you covered when they come back in 2021 Uh, we're still looking for a baseball writer if there's somebody that is interested in writing full time baseball for us just hit me up on twitter at HTB Anthony or you can email me anthony.pegnata at yahoo.com and we'd love to have a discussion try to get you guys started Uh, of course look we've been doing it for a couple of years now but we are far from professionals this is how we started was through the blog sort of got our experience from there. Um, So we would love to help other people as well that are maybe looking to uh, get a little bit of writing experience, get something out there. We're of course always looking uh, to bring more people on. So if you're interested, let us know uh, and we will uh, try to get you uh, in the works and and, and get you started on the website. So um, of course, in terms of the podcast, uh, we want you to do the same thing that we've been telling you for most of the shows, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, the rate and review part is just so that we can move up some of the rankings on places like Apple Podcast and Google Podcast, because we want other Toriel fans to find this podcast. That's the biggest thing is we want to be able to spread the audience. We want people to be able to hear these great interviews. We want people to be able to follow along with us as we go throughout the season um, where we'll have even more great guests on uh, as well. Of course, we're going to go into the off-season. Or we're going to go into the more preseason mode um, here in the next couple of months, uh, probably starting... Uh, It it really just depends on when they're going to be getting everything back underway will be what will kind of determine when we're going to have guys on. But of course, Uh, As we've done in the past, we'll have guys on like Phil Steele, uh, who of course writes the college football Bible in terms of you know he's just a great guy to have on in terms of previews and all sorts of stuff like that. So we'll have him on. Brett Ciencia from Pick 6 Previews, the most accurate group out there right now. Actually edges out Phil Steele by just a little bit, but both guys are really great. And then of course, uh, Stephen Lassen from Athlon Sports, another great magazine that you guys can read. Friend of the podcast who's been on quite a few times. Same thing with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He uh, helps write the college football preview for them as well. So we're going to have all those guys on before the season starts to help preview what should be an extremely exciting 2020 season. And even when we get in season, we'll have a ton of guys coming on during the year. That's usually when we go to our go-to guys like Pat James of Go Heels. Uh, he'll come on, talk a little bit with us uh, during the season about some of the stuff going on. Jacob Turner, guys like that who can join us as well as or breakdowns uh, which we think ah We think they're pretty good. We could be wrong. Uh, Let us know with the review, and uh, we'll definitely take it into consideration. So uh, we want all those people along to join us. Uh, The best way that you can do it so you don't miss any of the episodes, hit that subscribe button on whatever site you listen to us on. Uh, We would really appreciate that. Um, And of course, uh, we we hope that you guys are enjoying everything that we're doing here during this downtime, trying to keep you guys uh, somewhat entertained as well as keep your minds off of everything that's going on in a scary world uh, right now, just kind of take your minds off, ease the anxiety a little bit, and talk a little bit of Tar Heel football. So, once again, want to thank Anthony Ratliff Williams for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for listening, and as always, go Tar Heels.